0: want to know what makes me LeBron sleep that's right sleep is my superpower and calm the number one app for sleep is essential to activating that power from the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories calm puts me to sleep within minutes which means I wake up ready for any challenge because greatness lies on the other side of sleep
1: For 40% off a Calm Premium subscription, go to Calm.com slash LJ. That's Calm.com slash LJ.
2: At Allstate, we've been saying you're in good hands for a long time. But what exactly does that mean? Does it mean you're protected from life's uncertainties? Does it mean you can worry less and live a little more? Does it mean you're not alone, even when things get kind of hard? Actually, yes. Yes, it does. You're in good hands with Allstate. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions.
3: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max.
4: When you have a problem with someone, you will find anything to turn it into a negative. And this is what is happening with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. People are waiting for the bottom to fall out. But I do know when you start trying to find the littlest thing to create a problem for a
1: coach that is winning is ridiculous. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with
5: Gus Check it out, Los Amigos, It is hour number two of the Sports Hangover. Eric Alexander coming up at 2.15. And next hour, we'll talk about the Tigers' close loss to Arkansas. What need to go from here with two games remaining. And also, coming up this hour, three more coaches. Frank Selfo at one forty-five for the Lions. He will line it up. Coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Greenway, final home game of the season coming up in a tough, 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 tough loss uh, this past Saturday. And Coach Rebo, the Colonels, will join us. Next segment. So last night, Pels, they dropped the close one, 105-100. They were up 19, and we've talked in hour number one with Christian Clark and taking some of your phone calls as to why you think it happened and all that stuff. Um, It's frustrating. I I was just frustrated. It's frustrating. It's a game that you, you hopefully, well, you should have had, right? That's how I feel. So here's Brandon Ingram. What went wrong in the locker room afterwards would help if I plugged it in. So I will do that in a quick second here. I think I just went Pelicans. See what I just did there? No, seriously. Here's Brandon Ingram.
6: I think in that fourth quarter, I felt a little thirsty. Um, I seen another matchup that I like, but um, I didn't take my time. Uh, I was a little sped up. Um, knowing in those moments, it's one of those moments where you go to the stuff that you work on um, in practice and, and, and before games. And I just rushed a few shots. Um, my execution was pretty bad on um, um, in the fourth quarter. I had some some, la- some lapses on defense also where I could have talked some more to, to have some coverages, but um, that's what it was. I, I learned from it.
5: He was asked specifically, can you pin me pinpoint what happened on offense? Oh, I
6: think the first half, I think we hit them first. Um, the second half, they had a little um, energy, and they were ready to come back, and Spencer didn't with He got hot. And he um, pushed the needle for the rest of the guys. I think at that time we have to um, we have to notice it and try to buckle down on the defensive end. But also, when we go to the offensive end, we can't have um, turnovers. We have to we definitely have to um, score off stops and execute our stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of where the game went
5: tonight. Bi on losing the rhythm that he had in the first half what happened
6: yeah personally i i think i took myself out of rhythm i don't know if it trickled down to the team but just catching and holding the basketball i don't think it was good for us tonight i think it was good when we had our pace we were getting stops defensive rebounding and getting out and executing our stuff i think when games get tight like that that's when we have to have our best execution and we're we're like i said we'll learn from it and Try to go back and and be better in execution, especially in um, the fourth quarter, and and also in the third quarter. We gotta have a hit first mentality, even when we're up by whatever we're we're up. Um, we have to continue to to try to hit
5: first. Well, at least they know what's wrong. Is um... <laughs> that even tougher to hear though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took yourself out of the rhythm. So again, uh, like I said, at least we know. At least we know. At least we know. Holding the basketball, taking yourself out of the rhythm, feeling thirsty and attacking when you probably... Man, that's frustrating though, right? What's worse? Knowing and still doing it or not being able to stop it? See, I, I, I... It's easier for me... To step onto the court and you just simply don't have the talent right um but what we've seen in this year's nba even in that nets game what we've seen in this year's nba thunder against the lakers when Labou was healthy and all that you you can win this year it's 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 there's a lot i wouldn't say parody but there's enough good players around that you can Gus, what are you talking about? There's no good players in this team. No, there is, because they should have won some of these games, or they've been in these games. They just can't make enough of those shots, right? If Brandon Ingram would have played in a lot of the games that he hadn't, maybe they would have had more opportunities to win those games because they played some of those very close. If you had Zion Williamson, they would actually be closer if not winning some of these games. In theory, I understand in theory. I think what's frustrating is I would expect Trey Murphy. Uh, some of these other players that don't have the experience to be doing that. What's frustrating, and look, and I and believe me, I'm not bagging on Ingram because I like the accountability. If he, he knows what he did, he knows what he needs to do to improve it. Now it's just, it's just gotta happen. But as Christian Clark said, it's something that needs to be realized, right? I mean, the numbers are the numbers. The stats are the stats. Fourth quarter, clutch points, clutch performances. And you have to understand the moment, perhaps. I understand he felt thirsty like the matchup, but, you know, again, I'm up 19, 17, 16. I can still be the third. Like, at, at some point, close the, you know, the top of the canteen off here, and, and let's just have a smart possession. Right? Even if you like the matchup, but I've missed three straight shots. Look. I, I just I, I don't know, and again, that's maybe where coach comes in. That's maybe where, again, but Defonte Graham's been a veteran guard. I just I don't know if it's a sense as well as hey, that's our guy, that's our max guy. Feed him the ball, let him go to work. And and it's one of the reasons why they tried. They tried to go get Chris Paul. They tried to go get Lowry. They tried to go get these floor generals, guys that understand and have that sense of the game. That's what I was saying. It's not just shooting. That position, quarterback, right? It's easy to look at a quarterback. You go, arm strength, arm talent. He can fling it here. In and out of the huddle, pace, tempo, understanding the game flow, understanding where to go, understanding moments of the game. Hey, they got some momentum here. here. comes the blitz. I got to get the rid of the ball. Telling your huddle that. Fellas, got to get this first down right here. Focus. I mean, little things like that. And that's where that leadership and right now i'm saying void that that leadership has to come from on the court right willie's still growing into that role and i think he still does do that on the on the sidelines on the bench i think he does as well but i'm watching that and i think yesterday he made i think he made that decision in the third i, I thought a timeout was coming and it and it didn't happen and i think sometimes you have to let them learn Who's stepping up? I mean, this is where this is where you are right now, right? You're not winning the title. And I, maybe I'm wrong, but I felt in that third quarter, Wizards, 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 uh-oh, now it's a run. Now it's less than 10. Like, you did get the timeout when it was 66-61, I think. Right? It got down to 5 when you called the T.O. But I'm saying early in that quarter, most coaches, and we've seen Willie do it. Willie's been a quick timeout guy. Um, I think he wanted to see if this team could battle it out. So, again, I'm playing that, and you're hearing Brandon off, you know, say he got himself out of rhythm, that he held on to the ball too long. Again, these these are things that at least he understands that. But, again, I don't know if I could keep using young player. You've been in the league for five years. You're you're on your second con, like at some point. You're the guy they're looking to do that. You have It has, it has to click. And I feel for the L.O., 31 points, you know that guy wants to play better than that. Wants to be the clutch guy. He's hit game-winning shots. It's just, that's why it's frustrating. Head coach Willie Green, on what he saw take place in the second half.
3: Uh, they just turned it up. Turned up their defensive intensity. Um... They came out right away and started driving, getting downhill, um, floaters, making shots. And uh, once they turned it up, it kind of put us on our heels a bit. And it was really, like you said, just a tail of two halves.
5: Coach Green also was asked about the different looks that they were getting and how they adjusted to it.
3: In the second half? Um, I thought we got some, some solid looks, but we were playing against a set defense. I mean, they scored 32 points. Uh, in both quarters, third and fourth quarter. So we're taking the ball out of bounds. And we're not getting the ball up with force. We're not getting the ball up and getting into our, our plays and our sets uh, quick enough to give us an opportunity or an advantage. Uh, I thought we we got some pretty decent looks, but, you know, they just didn't go down for us.
5: So you heard him mentioning the Wizards in their set defense. You didn't get a lot of transition action on there, and they just struggled in the half court? Yeah, I,
3: th- I think it was a combination. Um, the ball definitely stuck more in the second half. I believe we had 12 assists in the first half and eight in the second. Um, that's not who we want to be. That's not our team. It's tough to play against a, a set defense. The Wizards are number one in isolation defense. So ball movement, player movement, point five, paint the great, all of those things are what allowed us to get the lead in the first half. And I thought to a degree we went away from it. I know. I know, I know. I can hear you
5: right now, Pells fan. Well, why did you? I, I, it is single-handedly the most frustrating thing from a fan or media standpoint, right? You hear your best player, Brandon Ingram. I, mean, I took myself out of the rhythm. I held on to the bowl. We didn't pass it. I attacked, but probably I shouldn't. All right, so you know what you did. Why? why? Coach Green. Here are the things you had to do against this defense. We did it in the first half. Why didn't you in a second? It's it's frustrating, isn't it? Like, it's just, it, it's mind-boggling. You know what you have to do. And again, this is different if you're doing the same exact things and, it you know, they adjust or things happen in the flow of the game. It's just frustrating, isn't it? So, Coach was asked, how do you change the team responding to situations like this?
3: Execution on both ends of the floor. Uh, defensively, knowing what our coverages are. Uh, coming back in, rebounding the ball. I thought they cut, got a couple 50-50 balls and some offensive rebounds that got them going. And then offensively, getting to our spots, getting in and running with force, our cuts, our screens, and I thought we got a little laxed.
5: Brian, who's a mile high out west, just text me for whatever reason. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it. I know the reason. Brandon Ingram just said it. He he stopped doing what he was doing. He got thirsty. So he was attacking maybe when he should eat. I know the reason. We're not saying for whatever reason. There are reasons. There are reasons. Lack of ball movement. (sighs) No, there are reasons. We're not saying for whatever reason. No. 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 Not doing it. Jonas Valanciunas after, again, 11 minutes left in the fourth. That was his last shot. <laughs> That's a reason. That's a reason. I'd like to know what's the reason for not getting any more shots. Anyway, um, Jonas, his thoughts?
3: No, we just gotta, you know, push ball, uh, be faster, you know, just push ahead. It's simple to say, but it's not simple to do.
5: Okay. It's time to take a break. When we come back, it goes to the Colonel I Look, again, at least they know what they did wrong. They know what they need to do better, and they know what to fix. That's a lot better than perhaps in seasons past when Brian... Most of my sound bites would have been. Zion actually said it, remember? He said it several times in his first two years here. For whatever reason, we didn't play with energy. At least the players aren't saying that. Jonas, we have to push it. Brandon, I can't hold on to the ball. Willie, we didn't attack the bait and do things we did in the first. At least they give us reasons. Yikes. Sport Hangover continues next on your Home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
1: It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable,
5: and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same.
7: At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery.
1: If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling... 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori And I'm David Ardwin. And we
5: are the AMO Advantage. Rotolo's Pizzeria is the proud sponsor of the Nickel State Coaches Show. Rotolo's Pizzeria uses only the freshest ingredients to make their pizzas, calzones, salads, wings, and more. They make their original dough fresh every day, along with their homemade sauces and fresh veggies. Rotolo's, home of the 7.99 Calzone, every Wednesday and happy hour Monday through Thursday, 11 to 6. All of us at Rotolo's want to thank you for the opportunity to serve you at our home and Thibodeau locations. Go Colonels!
4: Always on the run and short on cash. With a State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank & Trust location for all the details. State Bank & Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC.
1: Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that
2: brings down the house.
1: Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengel on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com.
5: In the meantime, we'll continue our discussion. 800-998-1003 and also, um, Saints are off today. Head coach Sean Payton yesterday. Uh, we played this a little bit about looking at the tape. Yeah. He also mentioned the fact that, you know, Miss PAT's a foot in the ground. He pulled the other one. Um, he also talked about that he kind of feels like you. Right? How it's tough to get over. He was upset, and you heard Amy say, you know, look, sometimes he can be rude with Catherine's question. Which was a fair and obvious, legit question. Your thoughts on the roughing the passer call. But this was Sean when he was asked about how tough is it to get past it, right? I had to say?
0: Uh, being honest, it, it's gut-wrenching. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like if you want to know like, truthfully, there's so much goes into the week. and And it's always difficult when you lose – Um, and and then when you lose in a fashion where it is what it is that's even more difficult it's more difficult to accept and so then you you kind of got to bounce back here today that's why it's a tough job and, and you got to kind of regroup and get your players back and then get kind of get the focus and the energy shifted so that one doesn't become two and and two doesn't become three you, you know and that, that's important but um, yeah you're always look you're encouraged you, you see you, you're looking at the tape and you're wanting to see guys play each play in, in a manner where it, it's better than it has been and you know we're doing that in some areas and then some areas that you know that there's some simple penalties or simple mistakes that just need to be cleaned up and then some areas, are they good enough or not? You know, in other words, that we those are honest questions. And uh, but. But the way you feel after one where. Like yesterday, it's. You know, it's it's. Uh, difficult, and, you know, I can't explain it any other way. You know, that's just how it is.
5: I guess if you had to look at it positive as well Did make a comeback <laughs> the last two weeks. Twenty two unanswered in the fourth quarter against the Dirty Birds and a comeback last week. It's a little short. Coach. Um
0: Yeah, look, it, i think it was a little different in this case. Um you know, a week ago it was kind of and two scores. This this one well, we kind of felt within striking range, which is where we wanted to be. Uh, you know, obviously, um, the swing in the first half with the interception that that's negated was significant. But you know, we, we felt like going into the second half, we just wanted this game to be right within our reach, and um, and quite honestly, it should have been. You know, we're having trouble making PATs, and um, but that that so that. Where a week ago I think it was a little bit more of, man, this thing got to two scores and we had to change the flow of the game and we we got into a hurry up maybe a little earlier and it it was a different type of uh, uh, situation.
5: I think one of the things as well that was frustrating is just all the the penalties and just the kind of self-inflicted wounds like we were talking about with Amy Jost a little bit ago in our number one. That it is, uh, it's something that you you just don't expect from a lot of those guys. Like from younger players, guys that haven't got that maybe, right? A lot of those penalties were coming and a lot of those mistakes were coming from guys that probably shouldn't, right, on the offensive line. I don't know. Um, One thing that's interesting is Nick Underhill a little bit ago from New Orleans Dots football about an hour ago said the Saints are working out receiver Jalen McCleskey, today. That name should sound familiar for you remember he spent camp with the team before getting injured. So let's see if he joins the receiver group. Yesterday after watching the tape when he spoke to reporters Sean did mention about the fact that competitive catches have got to increase and get better.
0: At some point they don't make them all but at some point they show the ability to make them and that that's encouraging and I You know, it's encouraging from Marquez and Traquan. I thought Traquan played well last two weeks. He's, uh, I really like what I've seen from him, but, um, yeah, you know, you, you, uh, you begin to see it or you don't. It's one or the other.
5: True. So Saints fans of the receivers in the receiving group currently right now, who do you have the, I guess the highest hopes for? Deontay Harris had three receptions, 84 yards on four targets. Traquan Smith, what coach just went over, targeted seven times, four grabs, 44 yards, had a touchdown. Marquez Calloway had a touchdown. Two receptions, four targets, 37 yards. Adam Troutman targeted six times. He had five catches, 32 yards. Kevin White, two targets, no catches. So who... Of the position group right now. You go in. Some reason to come grab you in the stands next home game. Ian can't go. Taysom can't go. Trevor can't go. I know you can't do it. We're going Texas A&M Aggie here, 12th man. I throw you in. It's third and long. Who are you looking to? Joe fan. If I had to put you behind center, shotgun, go just do it, just do it college style. Just clap your hands. You ain't even got to know the – just don't clap. Just get in the huddle, on clap. Who are you going to? Who would you go to? I think right now I'm probably going Callaway still. Is it Traquan? I don't know. Think about that. Give me a holler. Let me know. Head coach Tim Rebo of the Colonels joins us. Coach, how are you this afternoon, sir?
7: Hey, Gus. How we doing, man? Sorry I'm a little bit late, man.
5: No problem. Uh, three game winning streak. Then you guys go and take on a very tough, uh, UIW team, ranked 17th in, in the standings in the polls there, coach. And you come up just a little shy, 23, uh, 27-23, the final. That, that's, that's a good football team. And, and it was a battle at Gedry Stadium.
7: Yeah. I was definitely disappointed in the outcome. Uh, I thought our guys really, really played hard. And, you know, for a lot of the game, man, we played well. We moved the ball. Uh, we couldn't get it in the end zone, and then we had two costly turnovers on special teams. Uh, one of them that it, it hit one of our players in the back, and another one that we buffed. And you can't do that against a you know a good football team. And uh, all said and done, uh, we we turned the ball over on a on the one yard line again, on a kind of a fluke interception, and then we had a chance at the end of the game to put it in the end zone and win it. Uh, with a, you know, we won a nine yard line foot down to try to get it. I'm
5: a little bit short. Coach, it's funny. Sometimes you look at statistics and sometimes they tell the story. Sometimes they don't, right? And it's interesting when I pull up the box score and I look at the stats here, you, you, you would normally think this, this would be a recipe to winning, right? Holding them to one of 11 from third down. Now they convert three of four and it's always hard to, I guess, you know. Pick yourself up here when you give up fourth downs. There were three of four from fourth downs. But there were one of 11 from third. You outgained them 491 to 376 like you would think that. And normally, hey, 31 first downs for you to their 13. Statistically, you won the game.
7: And, you know, I'm always a, not, not a huge stat guy. But, you know, when you come back, you got to look at it. Another, tale, you know, two other stats that stood out to me is the, the time of possession. Yeah, You know, we yeah. had the ball for like 42 minutes uh and then the 17. other thing is we yeah. we held yeah and, and gosh you said one of 11 in in the uh the one that they got was in their last possession uh they they it was third and fourth and they got a first down to, to end the game so that was the one that they got the other thing is you know we held you think he has thrown for a lot of yards he had thrown for over 600 yards the week before uh and and he only threw for 108 yards you know so i thought we did a good job in that in that category and those are the types of games that you're supposed to win if, if you do all that. But, you, again, you can't turn it over and you got to put
5: it in the end zone. It, it's nuts when you think about it, but I, I guess w- when you look at that second half, not not getting anything in that third and just three in the fourth, What did they do something, or was it the turnovers? What was it, Coach, that uh, kept your guys from scoring nothing, nothing more than three points in the second half?
7: You know that, that was, again, a disappointment is that uh, the last time we played them, we, we did not score in the second half, and then this game, uh, the same thing. We we, did, we only scored three points, and, and it wasn't anything. We actually moved the ball. We had a 12-play a drive uh, that we had a, a tip ball that sat on the guy's leg that the intercepted on the one-yard line, and then we had a 13-play drive uh, and we didn't get any points out of, so we had a f- couple fourth-down stops. We had one fluke fourth-down. We were going for it. Right. Uh, we were jumping on the center. Uh, they barked the snap count out uh, and, and caused our guy to, to snap the ball, and we didn't get it. You know, So mm-hmm. things like that happen uh, that you can't do. So some of it was self-inflicted, but I thought we moved the ball in the second half. We just didn't get any points out of it.
5: All right, Coach. Well, 5-5 five and five on the season, and now it's time. 6 p.m. Thursday, just two days from now. It's a short week. Uh, as you take on Southeastern, the riverville Classic, you know the rivalry. You, you know what, uh, this game means. You guys met back in October and that was a battle. 58-48, it was everything we thought it was going to be. Can you take anything from that or, um, is it, every game its own?
7: I, I think you can take from um, it. You know, you, we, get, we got to learn from that game. We, we gave up a couple big plays on some routes. We start hard to get back in that game and, we had a special teams. Uh, he returned a kick for a touchdown and gave them the momentum back. So those are the things that, and we've been playing well on special teams the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. We really have. So those are things you can't do. And you know, Cole Kelly. I mean, if they're going to get their yards, Gus, it's the same thing that we talked about last week. We got to try to uh, uh, steal a possession from him, you know, and, and keep the ball out of his hands and give us our offense an extra time or two, uh, so so we can come up on it, a, on a, you know, on a good end of that.
5: Head Coach Tim Rebo, the Colonels. As always, you can follow them online, the school's athletic website, go kernels.com. And over on Twitter. Simple follow at nichols underscore FB. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Good luck to you. Thanks for tuning us in and uh fighting a little time. I know you're busy on a short week. Okay, thank you, Gus. Yeah, for sure. Head coach Tim Rebo. Quick break, we come back. We'll see if head coach Willie Fritz will give us the buzz. We'll talk to him. Another tough loss for a coach and a team that you know, again, found itself in a position to perhaps win after maybe not having the start that you wanted. We'll, we'll talk with Coach about that next. And the other side of the Riverbell Classic, as we'll hear from Frank Selfo. Don't go anywhere. Sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. Hey man. Oh, leave me alone, you
4: know.
2: Not feeling well and unsure about what's open for health care in the South Lafouche area? Lady of the Sea currently has options. Emergency services are open 24-7 in our new location at 104 West 134th Street, across the street from the hospital. And our two family medical clinics open in LaRose and cut off weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All of our locations are offering COVID-19 vaccinations and flu vaccinations. Don't sit home feeling poorly. Seek quality health care from Lady of the Sea.
1: I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feeling fast. And it's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com.
2: November is National Lung Cancer Awareness Month. Lung cancer is a leading cause of cancer-related death among men and women in the United States. If you have been exposed to radon, asbestos, or other cancer-causing agents, or if you have a personal or family history of the disease, you may have an increased risk for lung cancer. Smoking is a leading cause of lung cancer. But even if you have never smoked, you can still be at risk. Advances in prevention, treatment, and early detection have put lung cancer death on the decline. Early detection is important because lung cancer symptoms usually do not appear until the disease is advanced. Research shows that CT screening can lower the risk of lung cancer death in certain people at high risk, based on their age, general health, and smoking history. Talk to your doctor about whether lung cancer screening is right for you. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. That's radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. How can
1: we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports? That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus I Always
5: appreciate when the coaches find time during a busy week. As the season, Barkley, starts coming to a close. I remind myself head coach Willie Fritz, who joins us from Tulane, that next week's Thanksgiving week, Coach. Uh, the season has flown by, man.
8: Yeah, it's gone quick. It always does, you know. <laughs> uh, that's why it's uh, so important to put everything into your, that you possibly can.
5: Coach, always tough um, when when you, you battle back, get a, a chance to perhaps win a game, and, and can't get those or those games harder to say get over and, and move on for, or or ones that you know kind of were tough from the from the very beginning. I guess I'm trying to, you know, quantify how, how tough a loss was this past weekend.
8: Oh, it was very difficult. You know, we had an opportunity to
5: score a couple of
2: touchdowns there
8: late, uh, you know, to go up, uh, you know, four and, and have them, you know, have to score a touchdown with a minute, and no, no time left. And then we got a big interception and brought it back and had a, had a short, short field goal and then, didn't quite get it, you know. So, you know, yeah, it's difficult, very difficult, you know. And, and you just got to keep playing, though. And, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't play as well as we needed to in overtime. And, uh, but, yeah, they, you know, it's been a tough season. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, uh, you know, we probably had an opportunity to win in regulation and, and we just didn't quite get it done.
5: Coach, when you take a look at it in the first half or really up until – but Michael Pratt, you know, got that long touchdown pass to kind of get that new life there under three minutes to play. But before that, coach, I want to remember Corey Glor voice of the wave saying, "Guys had 87 yards on offense. Why, why was the struggle so much to to get anything going on the offensive end Did the Golden Hurricane uh, pre- present some challenges with 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 an interesting game plan?
8: Well, they're a good defense. Mm-hmm. They, they, they uh, you know they, they run a unique defense. You know, three minute front, but they're bringing guys. Second and third level, we just didn't do a very good job of, of hatting it up and blocking it, particularly in the run game, and you know, we just got behind the sticks a lot. And, uh, you know, I had a tough time with third down conversions, and uh, you know, so that was disappointing. Uh, you know, credit Tulsa, we, we started to open it up there at the end of the game. They started playing a little bit of a more conventional type defense, and, and uh, you know, when, when they. Knew that we were going to be throwing it. We were able to protect it and and get some you know nice long yardage pass plays uh, there at the end of the game. But uh, uh you know uh, the first uh you know really three and a half quarters we were stymied.
5: You take a look at the, those final two possessions in regulation, Coach. One to tie it, and one with a chance to win. You're not there without the play of the defense. We can get into the offensive possessions here next, but. Coach, four turnovers after halftime. I mean, the play by your D was incredible, especially in the secondary.
8: Played great. They really did a nice job. You know, after the first quarter, I think they had about 200 yards uh, mm-hmm. of offense And you know, uh, second, third, fourth, and overtime. So our, our defense really picked it up. You're right. They did a good job of taking the ball away. Had a couple strips by different guys that, you know, were uh, – Really good technique on their part. Some interceptions. Kevin Henry had one. Uh, Making Clark had one. Uh, you know, nice trip by Dorian Williams. recovery, recovery by Nick Anderson. And so there was some uh, some good play by the defense that I question. They, they really took another step forward.
5: Coach, when you take a look at uh, that side of the football too. Look, for most of the season, it's been a bit of a struggle giving up a lot of points, averaging and 40 and things like that. Would you say the last two weeks or even really three against Cincinnati, while they did put up 31 for most of that game, the Bearcats, you know, they had to work for their for their yards and points. But in the last two weeks, 14 points, 20 points. Do you see that side of the football getting better? I know as coaches, you always want to be improving throughout the season. Have you seen that side of the football improve? Yeah, I think we've
8: played better the last three weeks, you know, uh, Cincinnati, you know, we put put them in some good situations, you know, at the end of the game, you know, going forward on some fourths and real longs in our end of the field. And, you know, they got touchdowns off of it that, uh, you know, really held them to 21. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the last week, you know, with the scoring overtime, they really had 13 in regulation. So I think we played better defensively uh, the, the last three weeks, and we need to continue to keep building on that.
5: Coach, when you look at the offensive side of those last two possessions, can you really, was the plan to kind of run some clock, then get into the end zone? Can you really think like that? I mean, obviously you, you never, you can never count that that next possession is either a score or not, right? I guess what, what's sort of the thinking when you have a chance to tie? Um, do, it, it, do you play for the field goal? Do you play for a the touchdown? These are all things fans do, right? Media. We're all wondering what you guys are thinking on the sidelines. What was the, the mindset, I guess, when you guys got into the red zone there with a chance to tie yet, a chance to also score a touchdown?
8: Well, you know, the first time we were down there, we, we went after it and uh, had a couple of pros in the end zone uh, that were incomplete, you know, and, and would have, uh, you know, put us up by by four points. You know, they hit the extra point two. You know, the second time we, we, you know, did a nice job of running the clock and getting a kill offensively with, uh, I believe, eight seconds left. You know, just uh, just didn't quite uh, get it between the uprights. But uh, you know, the the first go around, we were definitely trying to trying to get the touchdown and, and uh, had some opportunities, and then we didn't. And so we had to kick a field goal to tie it. And the defense came up with a with a big interception and, and you know gave us a chance to you know, win it in regulation.
5: And I guess when, when you have games like that, coach, you you can look at it as, hey, you guys didn't give up. Had a chance to get it in the same time. It's just one of those things that just man, uh, it's, it's going to test your, your locker room for another week to, to get up and get ready. Final home game of the year, right? You want to leave off with a good mark for the folks here at home.
8: Yeah, we certainly do. We, we got Senior Day. I've got some really outstanding seniors, good young men. They've done a great job in our program. A bunch of them have graduated, you know, and, and uh, you know, heck I think it's going to be, you know, Corey Dublin going to be starting his, I, I believe, his sixtieth game here at Tulane will be a record it'll never be broken uh you know he started his first game as a true freshman started all the way through and then obviously with the you know having the opportunity to come back for another year he started a bunch of other games but uh quite quite a few of these guys have already graduated and uh, working on master's degrees and been good leaders and, and uh, good ambassadors at Tulane University
5: coach when you take a look at your next opponent what do you see when you put on the tape of the South Florida Bulls?
8: Really gotten, uh, really improved over the last few weeks. Got a left-handed quarterback, you know, it's hard to get down. He does a good job outside of the pocket. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a, they're a very, very, very talented team. They always have been. Every time you play them, and uh, uh, you know, just, uh, we've got to do a good job of keeping them in the pocket, and staying on receivers, and not big not uh, giving up the big play. Uh, you know they they had Cincinnati on on the ropes. You know a couple. You know last Friday, week till Friday, and uh, they've been playing well down the stretch. So it's going to be another tremendous challenge for us.
5: Coaches always appreciate the time. I know it's been a tough season, but I uh, do appreciate you coming on and talk about your football team. Thank you, Gus. Roll wave. That for sure, head coach Willie Fritz of the Two Lane Green Wave. Go check them out at Two Lane and of course Green Wave be over on Twitter. Quick break coming up in a little bit as we will uh, then transition over to the other side of the Bell Classic, of course, with uh, Southeastern and Head Coach Frank Selfo. Along those lines of what the two lane Green Wave were doing there, again, it's it's tough. You look at the season and, man, yeah. look, anytime you lose nine, it's not been the season you wanted, right? And I know it's been a tough schedule. I get it. Uh, defensively, they struggled early on in the year. Offensively, it's just – I. Like like I said, I I look at um Michael Pratt and that offense and what they've been able to do in the past. It's you know something that man I kind of don't remember seeing. You know I, I don't know how else to really kind of look at it. It just looks like a different uh, QB man. It's been under a lot of pressure too as well though. Hey, don't forget DraftKings sports books coming soon to Louisiana. It's been uh it won't be long. Say next week. And then uh, when you come back, if it's not next week, it's only two more days left in November. It's by the end of this month. You know that when you look at it. Uh, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you do, they want to give customers $100 in free bets. When you sign up before they go live. Now, you, you heard me. Before they go live. So you got to do it before they go live. And if you do, get $100 in free bets just by signing up. No deposit required. So go do yourself a favor. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And then put in the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. That's the code LaRose with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And away you go. Very easy. Even Jordan can do it because there's no deposit required. And you start off with $100 in free bets. So go do that, and away you will go. Jack, give me your best 60 seconds, sir, and then I'll hit the break, and then we'll bring in head coach Frank Selfo. So give me your best 60 seconds before I hit the 145 break. What you got?
4: Uh, I'll make it quick. Yeah. You know, Gus. I know it might sound it might sound strange, but uh, as a fan of a one one and eighteen Tulane, I, I hope I hope Coach Fritz never goes anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I, you know, I'm fully confident that he can get this. You know, back they can, he can get him back to respectability. And and, um, Gus, have you heard anything about guys in the transfer portal?
3: Have they lost any recruits that you know of?
5: I haven't, uh, studied it nearly as much, um, for that just yet. Waiting, I know December is that first, you know, signing period and everything. And as far as the transfer goes, I have not gotten that much word. I think what's going to be interesting is what's allowed or, or where they want to go into that. And I was just actually talking to somebody about that earlier today. You know, in that SMU two lane game, they had something like 22, 20 something transfers, which is why the Mustangs got their way. And I actually, you know, was talking about that earlier this morning. It, it was, it, it's a way to change your roster, right? Uh, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. So how are schools going to look at that moving forward? Cause when you look at SMU, it's, you know, Arizona State, North Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Auburn, Missouri, Oklahoma, uh, Florida, Arkansas, A&M, Oregon, Stanford, Washington states, pretty big schools from big conferences all going to play for the Mustangs. And that makes up their starting 22. So. Um, two lanes philosophy. What can Willie go get? What is the, what, what the school kind of wants to do? And look, I mean, it, it's changed a lot of different things. I mean, you see a lot of the quarterback room up at LSU and other big schools changing. So, uh, that, that is an area to Gus, immediately improve your team. It's based on what the school, though, wants to do.
4: And, Gus, one last thing. Uh, the U.S. men's national soccer team is playing at four o'clock against mm-hmm. Jamaica, they're mm-hmm. on top of, they're on top of their group. And yep. I think people should start watching those games. Well, uh, uh, I think it's on Telemundo, and I think it's on. Uh, uh, I think Paramount the CBS Plus. network. But
5: it's anyway, power, yeah, Paramount Plus, yeah. and I haven't forgotten. Two oh five, Kenny Farrell will be coming on.
4: Thank you, guys. You have a good afternoon. Thank you.
5: Not a problem. Head coach Frank Selfo will join us right out of this break. Don't go anywhere. It's a Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The boys are
2: What about the Camellia Bay Resort? That casino in Slidell? Well, it's it's really more of a resort, you know, like they have in Biloxi or L'Oberge in Lake Charles and Baton Rouge. So what happened when they opened? Oh, that's in the report that St. Tammany's Economic Development Agency just released. It's nearly 200 pages, seven chapters. Jeez. I know, right? But the numbers are impressive. Says here that resort communities like Camellia Bay, they do pretty well when they open. Really? Yeah, in Biloxi, Lake Charles, and Baton Rouge. Look at these facts. Unemployment down as much as 40%. Wages grew a third. And home values up 20% and more. When the economy booms. Yep, crime goes down. Crime dropped 16% in Baton Rouge. And 24% in Biloxi and Lake Charles. Looks like Camellia Bay could do that for Slidell. Yeah, and then the North Shore Winds. Download the research and see the facts for yourself. TheNorthShoreWinds.com. Paid for by The North Shore Winds
1: in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida it is obvious that our community has taken a big hit as we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways the way we do it in South Louisiana helping our neighbors, family and especially local businesses. Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community we have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor at the Foot of
7: the tunnel on the east side. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team Dan and Billy Foster at Terminex of HOMA. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Got a hot take?
6: Everybody listen up.
7: Let's
1: hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
5: Lionsports.net the way to go check out Southeastern Athletics on the school's website. And, of course, every Tuesday, we appreciate head Coach Frank Selfo joining us. Coach, how are you? Yes, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing fine. I know you are. Fifty six to twenty eight. Nice uh way to bounce back from a tough loss against UIW. What did you think of your team's performance uh at Starberry Stadium?
4: Uh, it was good. I think it was probably uh the first half was probably the most complete half of football we played all year long in all three phases, offensively, defensively, and special teams wise. Mm-hmm. So I was really pleased coming in at
8: halftime.
5: So when you look at the scores, and look, you start out, your defense obviously did a good job holding them scoreless in the first quarter, and then you guys kind of get going, and you had a nice lead there at halftime. Is it just, hey, keep your foot on the pedal sort of thing, coach speak at, at halftime, or did you kind of feel that your team sort of knew the significance and importance of getting this game?
4: Well, you know, I think the first two times we played Northwestern, once in the spring and then once earlier this fall, they did a really good job against us throughout the game, especially in the first half, of not giving us the ball. They they did a great job of running it and getting first downs and burning the clock, and uh, we we couldn't get the ball, and it was uh, it, you know it frustrated our team, uh, but at the same time it kept the game where it was it was so close, and uh, so we thought you know this game we needed to do some things on defense, and then we needed to take advantage of the opportunities on offense when we got them. And that's why I was saying that, you know, the most complete game. And then when we went at halftime, it wasn't about the score or anything else. It was about our standards. And our standards are to play a certain way. And we're not going to slow down or let up just because uh, the scoreboard looked like it did. And I mm-hmm. thought we did a pretty good job in the second half. We got a chance to play a lot of different guys. And uh, uh, it, it rested some of our older guys. This is a long season. And it got a chance to give some of our old guys a break a little bit.
5: Coach, when you look at this, look obviously you have a a, a game that's a rivalry coming up here to, to finish the season, and obviously the goals to, to win the conference. Incarnate words six and one, just like you guys. Overall eight and two, just like you guys. But they won that game in that head-to-head meeting. They take on HBU. their are zero seven. Do you even look at that uh, and, and worry about it, or you, obviously you have to worry about this weekend, right, or Thursday?
4: Yeah, yeah, I got enough to worry about. That. I, I mean. Uh, you know, as a head coach, you got a lot of different things going on. But I, you know, just like I told our team on Sunday, uh, you know, we met and started practicing on Sunday the day after the Northwestern game. Is that this is why you, this is why you came here? And uh, when I got this job, I said that the last game of the season against Nichols State, what I wanted on the line was uh, the River Bell Trophy. Who's going to win that? I wanted the conference championship. Let's compete for that. And then I wanted a game that would have national implications. For the SCS playoffs, and we got that, and and so there's nothing that's gonna deter us from looking ahead or looking somewhere else because everything is right here in front of us that we want. So let's go, let's attack it, and uh, let's 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 decide. We're gonna decide what what's gonna happen on Thursday, and uh, you know other stuff, the, the outside things won't uh, won't impact us at all. Mm-hmm.
5: So when you take a look at the Colonels, Coach, uh, it's you know. Uh, a re well not a rematch it's the second meeting this season back on october 9th 58 48s when we spoke with you, you you said it you know what's coming you know what kind of game this was going to be it was over at their place what do you recall and remember from that meeting back on october 9th
4: wow what a game right what a, i mean what a <laughs> performance both teams. it really but dude, look every game we play it's like that in the spring we played it was like that Then in the fall of 2019, right here for the conference championship, it was like that. It was, I mean, that's what happens. This is true mm. rivalry, you know. It's not a rivalry. When I first got here, it was 44 to nothing. They beat us down there in on my first year, and that's not a rivalry. That's that's an embarrassment. That's a complete whipping. And uh, I vowed that it wouldn't happen again. And and you know, we, so we've gotten back to the point where at least it's a rivalry game, and uh you know, we're competing in there with Nichols. So it's it, uh, when you look looking forward to this game you go wow here it comes again and and you just know it's gonna be an exciting game i can't mm-hmm. wait to see the atmosphere the, the fans the crowds uh it, i mean it's just gonna be electric the weather's gonna be awesome i, I mean i i it's one of those games where even if your your hometown team's playing on saturday night man drive over to hammond america and catch this one because there's going it's gonna be a it's, there'll be a lot of
3: fireworks
5: yeah, just two days away, Thursday night, 5.73 of offense and 5.07 for Nichols. So, the it was back and forth. I'm assuming you'd like to see a little better defense this go around.
4: Yeah, I'm sure Timmy would be the same thing too, right? Everybody <laughs> wants to look at more defense. Uh, look, our defense, our defense did their job. They held Nichols to one point less than what we scored. And our offense did their job because we scored one more, le- one more than – our defense gave up and that, and that's all we ask. You know, in mm-hmm. games like that sometimes a defensive a great defensive effort is just uh one a possession stop and giving us the ball back on offense and then the opportunity to go score. So it, it's a uh, you know, sometimes you look at stats and numbers and and those drive your narrative but it's it's really it's the wins and losses. That's the only thing that matters and what happens during the course of that process.
5: No, it's not coaches. As I as I'm scrolling through your schedule and I'm going I clearly remember speaking to you, you know, about North Alabama and then playing at Tech, and then I was just happy that you were back in the state of Louisiana in October. I mean, it's hard to believe this season we have down a game, coach. This is it; it's the regular season finale.
4: Yeah, it is. You know, and and I mean, our resume I think is really good. We we were, you know, displaced by the hurricane, spent twelve days on the road, and and uh, you know played. Seven of our games outside of, we didn't play at home. You know, we played seven road games. Uh, You know, when we got back from the hurricane, we had a couple of weeks of half the team with no electricity. And, you know, so we've overcome so many things to get to this point. And, uh, you know, did it make us stronger? I think so. Did it affect the outcome of some things? Possibly. I don't know. Uh, But I look back and I think the things that we went through have put us in a position right now to be where we are. And we will move forward. And no matter the outcome on Thursday, I'm, I'm so proud of this team, and I look forward to being in the playoffs.
5: Yeah, and that's the beauty of, obviously, uh, the division level you guys are in. Playoffs. Imagine that. Let it be decided yeah. on the field, Coach. I don't understand why <laughs> yeah. that's not the way. I, I don't get it, but it's nuts. Your first home game didn't come to October 16th. Look, I enjoy speaking to you on Tuesdays, and, and I think hopefully as you've kind of, you know, pitched and, and also pointed out to folks here around, whether, you know, the Lions are your school or not, Man, you got good football coming around, and it's something to keep an eye on.
4: Well, I mean, we got the Walter Payton Award winner here. We got a couple of Americans that are playing here. We got, uh, look, with the friendly confines of Strawberry Stadium, you can pull up and park and walk inside and be there in five minutes. And we serve beer at the game. Right. I mean, I don't know what you want. <laughs> you know, what do you want? You, know, you want to, you, you, you know, you can tailgate anywhere you want on campus uh, and, and walk in 10 minutes later. Here we are. You don't have to worry about paying $100 to park or, well, you know, walking a mile and a half to get to where you got to go and, and taking an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. out of the stadium parking lot. We got We got everything you need, plus we got a great product on the field. So uh, after the game, all the places downtown are open. Go to the Crescent. Go to Mariners. Go to the Steakhouse. Go every. you – I mean, it's just – we got a great downtown area after the game and before. You can tailgate at one of those places before. I know I should work probably for the the tourism department here, but uh, <laughs> I mean I just love it here. I do. I love it here. It's just, it's awesome what we got going on, and I think people that don't come are missing out.
5: Yeah, man, I, I love the passion, and more importantly, I think the people that follow the Lions uh, appreciate that that as well, Coach. We'll talk again next Tuesday. We'll start talking playoffs. Sir, good luck. I know it's going to be a fun game. We. have Spoke with Coach Rebo a little bit ago. He's ready and he's prepping, so we'll see what happens. Thursday, 6 p.m., Strawberry Stadium, Southeastern, Nichols. Thank you, Head Coach Frank Selfo
4: Thank you, guys. Can't wait to see everybody here on Thursday night.
5: Yep, for sure. At lineup Football over on Twitter, and if you want to go online, go check it out at lionsports.net. Quick break, we come back. Head Coach Kenny Farrell, will chat with him about the big game tonight. If you can go find it somewhere. USA Jamaican, Sports Hangover on ESP New Orleans.
1: Time is money. From city streets to back roads, from road warrior to carpooler, there are some things you can always count on, like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard, America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. You know him? To be honest with you, Fitz, this letter will not change a lot for me. Your There's no simple solution how to move forward. You mentioned if you could go back in time. Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, are Spain and Fitz. We're back. He's not going to feel it the same way. It's like a hardened or a West. Today is a dark, dark day for the New York Knicks. He's allowed to benefit from the hype of us promoting him to MVP level. And they let him go for nothing. Spain and Fitz returns weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region.